On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. Jenny's over here dancing, moving, grooving, knocking stuff over. I know. I'm too caffeinated right now. The new intro has got us, got it. Shake, it shakes, man. It's good stuff. I like it a lot. I yeah. do, too. Yeah. It's you a, guys it's a are good. good. It slaps, hey. as the kids would say. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny, Zach, and Matt. We've got the whole crew here, as always. Hey, everybody. Hi. Um, hello, hello. Jenny and I, um, as this show comes out, are, are up in Canada or Oklahoma-Texas border, whatever. Pretty much same thing. <laughs> um, at Tanglewood Resort up there at like Lake Texelmeria and stuff, we, our church is uh, having a marriage retreat for the weekend. That Really? Yeah, there's um, Dr. Uh, I forgot what it's called. The, um, they are our pastors. They have a um, they're certified in this uh, was got, uh, Gottman Institute. Got, the Gottman, it's the Institute. Gottman Institute. Yeah, yeah. And there's there are certain therapists that sort of follow this whole Gottman Institute. Yeah, for marriages uh, ordeal. And our pastor suggested it to us, and we go to our you know marital counselor is you know does the Cotman institute program and they so. and our pastors are both certified in too so they're doing a marriage retreat yeah. uh, up there for the for you know tonight and and tomorrow um on with a lot of other couples obviously from the church and be doing it so we're pretty excited about that like we we love learning and, and trying to see what what to do to be uh, get better and do Just all like a things. little tune-up or something. Or? We're gonna come back as the perfect couple. So yeah. we'll, <laughs> well give leaving. you guys all the tutorial when we get back. You're leaving <laughs> as the perfect couple, so no change there. Well, Funny story. Uh, I, when I was a kid, uh, we used to go to Tanglewood Church Camp. Oh really? Uh, I went there oh, that's, that's where y'all's church I'm camp pretty was? sure it's. I mean, Tanglewood, right? Yeah, it's gotta right. be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the coolest summer camp I ever went to. Yeah. So ever went to tour? I don't, I don't know if it's any different or how it's changed or whatever. But yeah, a few no, fond I, memories of that place. I like Tanglewood. I like Tanglewood. I've taken my team up there and done. A meeting and and you know a, a night stay at the Tanglewood Resort it's before. Great. Yeah. It's cool because it's quick, it's close, and, and it, but it's far enough, you know, type of thing. You got mm-hmm. everything you need. You got a cafeteria out there. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, well, I mean, it's got more than a cafeteria. You were out well, the yes. church camp part yeah. of it, probably. <laughs> 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 we about I, was, I was in the kids section. That's I'm right. At, we were at the resort part. Oh, I did have me. to remind Heath fifty-three times that we were signed up and going to this marriage retreat yeah. well because it changed and that's why it had me thrown off it was supposed to be last fall right before christmas and oh, i guess wow. that they, they canceled it and, and moved it to now so like my, it, it has messed with my head because i thought we were going but then they it was off and then and then i forgot they restarted so i just was messed up I mean, at one point typical. i said i was going on my own <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. which isn't super advantageous for a couple yeah <laughs> Uh, so, it, I, but we're going. We're gonna we're gonna be there, and it's gonna be fun. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Mm. We we I, we both strongly encourage that mar- that people that are married should, on a regular basis, be getting some sort of like you you. I feel like if you had one two hour therapy session as a marriage as a couple once every quarter, 
is for the rest of your life is very smart yeah, right. just to do to to continue to work on yourself your things and, and all of those things yeah you might be stunned how much uh comes out of the woodwork i guess yeah. well yeah. and i think that what it does for me is instead of thinking oh you know i think to if i heard heath say you know what hey we really need to go see somebody i would be really discouraged you mm-hmm. know if we hadn't regularly gone i would feel really hurt i would take it very personally that's just and that's why me a lot of the way don't that i ingest things but if I know that we have a standing appointment, we go once a month if we can, you know, just, you know, but we would try to keep appointments, you know, once a month, once every other month. And if I know that that's coming up, then I know that, okay, if there's something that we need to work on, it will maybe come up during that session. And so it's not, nobody really is taking offense as much as somebody would if the other person would be like, hey, we've got issues. We need to go see somebody. Yeah. When it's just a standing appointment, it's not, it's just more like we're doing work just like you go to work out. Yeah, I, I think that applies to like almost any therapy, right? It's it's like going to Definitely. the dentist. You know, if you only go to the dentist when your tooth hurts, uh, you're already starting out on the wrong foot. Right? Totally you need, it's, not. it's maintenance. Yeah, right? well, and, there, and I think the reason is because of people have a stigma with it that that are scared to admit it, saying to think that they have problems versus being a very intelligent. I mean, marriage is work. It's it's work. You've got to work with each other and work on it. Mm-hmm. And it is an such an emotional thing that both sides get very rational often. Yeah. So having somebody that is intelligent, that is a mediator, that knows that, that continues to work on stuff. And then, you know, like you said, we, we have our standing appointments and there may be, it may have just been the most bliss time ever. But when we go there, we work on stuff that could potentially come up that way. When they do, it's not as big of a deal. Mm-hmm. I, I, I strongly encourage couples, no matter how perfect your marriage is and you're great and grand, to do a stand find a find a, a good marriage counselor and have it a standing appointment every however much um you can to just have it on there and and i feel like i mean i can tell you obviously we only have a couple years experience here so we're not like acting like we're, we're marriage definitely gurus. not yeah the pros i can just tell you that i think it's helped us tremendously yeah especially since we were only like knew each other for six months before we got engaged sure. yeah and you're, yeah. Both, you're both you're both so independent yes. yeah when yeah you're, when yeah you're like, so there's a lot to work through yeah totally yeah, yeah. i get that yeah you both you both got dreams and goals <laughs> first story on the show this will be a quick one uh, estimated five million dollars worth of cocaine found during a traffic stop an estimated street value of five million dollars worth of cocaine was discovered during a traffic stop on interstate 10 on friday according to the fayette county sheriff's office Office of- officials good lord say sergeant randy thurman and his canine partner colt stopped a mazda just after 11.30 a.m. for a traffic violation, the sergeant noticed several indicators of narcotics trafficking and was given consent to search the car. Given consent to search the car. Every seat was made with aftermarket compartments and used to conceal about 50 kilos of cocaine. They were, the driver was arrested for drug possession. <laughs> Heath, please take it away. Well, he said in there that the, the driver gave consent for it, right? And then the, then the cop obviously dug under the seats and stuff and, and found all the cocaine. So it made me think about I think a lot of people have issues and, and a lot of people will struggle in different relationships and say, you know, I gave, I gave that person an inch and they've taken a mile, right? Mm-hmm. Have y'all, how many of y'all have, have oh, definitely. Sure. Oh, yes. been in a situation like that, right? And, and I think that sometimes um, I think you need to make sure and not a lot of people will let that wear them down big time. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it'll also make people think I gave this person. Now I'm not giving anybody ever anything else because they're, they're going to take that mile from me, right? And, and that's just not a way to be. I think what you've got to take in those situations is, in my opinion, that the given inch, and if you're struggling with that with somebody, you've got to just change your perspective that at least now you know who that person is. 
you know, and and then you can reevaluate that relationship and get a different perspective on it, so you don't have those type of um, feelings because you, you may have thought it was one thing and, and then it's not, and that's what hurts really bad. But if you just change and go, okay, well now I know what I have, so now you know what you what to put in that relationship and what not, and 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 giving an inch and people taking a mile, if it if it ever has to do with you helping somebody and giving back to somebody and helping them in some way. You don't ever want to think about it as giving the inch and them taking a mile. Like like you're investing in somebody else to help them and, and, and to be an encourager, whatever it may be. But you have to know those times that maybe you have feel like it, it's it's gone way way too far, and, and just slowly kind of back back up some. And doesn't mean you have to make a big scene out of it and go put it to it, but change your perspective that maybe it's just not that relationship you thought it once was, and not let it bog you down. Right, and not keep your your mind focused yes. on it so intently. Yeah, so when uh, this happens to me often because I give lots of inches, and that's <laughs> just part of my personality. I'll probably always be a little bit that way, but I've started to get better about the habit of setting some sort of time constraint, for example. So like if I do a lot of hosting events for charity, I will often do that as a, donate my time to that. But sometimes what will happen is you donate your time and then it becomes an endless amount of time where they, they need you to appear at this event and they need you to post this on your blog and they need you to do this. So I'll do, okay, so I'll say, yes, I will host this event and that will include one one hour meeting. I do those meetings on Wednesdays. So let me know which Wednesday you'd like to do and it'll be from 12 to one and we can cover everything during that amount of time. So I'm sort of, um, I don't wanna say taking control of the situation, but I'm setting up what my availability is to donate to this cause and then they can take it or leave it. If they're like, ooh, we kinda need somebody to host this event who is available for the entire week beforehand, well then they're not disappointed in what I can offer. And I also don't feel like I'm giving up everything for this group or organization. As much as I want to donate my time, there are other responsibilities. So well, you, you have your hand-selected ones you really do and yes. that you go all out with and, and, then and others, that's it. You know, I mean, this is what I do for a living. So, so for, for others, then I do need to charge for it. But if I'm saying, okay, sure, I'm gonna donate, then I set aside, this is the availability for my meeting time. I can show up one hour before the event. I will need to be done when the event is over, you know, and set it up so then they're, if they're on board, then it's great. And if they're not and they need somebody who can do more, then that's great too, as opposed to just saying, sure, sure, I'll do it and not setting any sort of then expectation. Then you regret it the whole time. Then I regret it. Yeah, but you know, I've done that a million. I mean, yeah. I've done that a lot. It took me a very long time but to you, get but to this. you used yeah. to not set parameters and now you oh, do. And it's changed was, big time for you. Yeah, and it made it to where I wasn't as, um, uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't helping I was helping with a little bit of regret, and that's never a good that's way to help. Fun. You right. always want to help just with your whole being. And that might mean that you can only help once a year or once a month or, you know, a smaller amount of time, but it means that you give your all. Um, and yeah, I was just spreading myself too thin on those things and then not feeling as generous as I'd like to feel. And I think that setting the time limits and just saying, I'll be here from this to this time, then they understand and I understand. I, I really like this one and I wouldn't have much time to talk about it, but I was just talking with a couple of friends about this over the weekend. Creatively, I feel like I, I and many other people run into this. Um, the issue is, I like... How do, how do I best describe this? I, I say I'll be working on on like a video for somebody, right? And, and they'll say, hey, uh, you know, I like this. Can you make this change and this change and this change? Yeah, sure. So I'll like revise it and send it back. Okay, well, this is good, but what about this and this? 
to, to a lot of people, like, it's perception of worth. Like, they, they look at something you make and they think, oh, well, this only probably takes 10 seconds to turn this around. It's like, well, yeah, to you, it doesn't take long. For me, it took six years to learn how to do all this stuff. <laughs> sure. And then it took time for me to make it and time to put that together and time for that all to become something. And I'm not sure, like, where we get lost in the weeds, but the fact is, it's like... I lost where I was going with that. Nope, totally lost my train of thought. I think you were talking about the the. I mean, I honestly think you were going down that route of the parameters because you didn't really set much parameters around it all. And you were just right. Going. So you have to set yeah. it ahead of time. Like for example, edits will be this rate. Yeah. Or this project includes two edits and revisions. Right. And what that means. And, yeah. And, 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 and really establish those boundaries with people. Yeah. And, and I think that is the biggest key. And when you in, in changing your perspective on that whole giving an inch and people taking a mile thing, mm-hmm. you can sit there and look at it and go, maybe you need to set your parameters up ahead of time. Um, that way to kind of keep you in that safe zone and, and whatnot. Or maybe just changing your perspective that knowing when you're just fully going to be giving time versus the other. And so if you really change your perspective and you set up your parameters ahead of time, you're not going to get into those anger modes of that giving an inch and they're taking a mile thing. You don't want to just go off a whim and do it. Set your parameters better and set it up and it won't bother you much. We'll be back in the second segment of Second Shot. He makes up words, she translates them. Heath and Jenny host more of Second Shot, coming up on RNCN. You guys have been listening to Second Shot and hearing us talk about it. You need to go pick up my book, Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. You can get it on Amazon in a paper book. You can also hear this beautiful voice of mine in audiobook style on Audible or anywhere you're going to get your audiobooks. Guys, this book took a lot of time to put into it, and I believe it can really be some life-changing stuff to help you on your path to success. And hopefully you're going to fail your way to success just like I did. Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. Amazon.com, Audible.com, audiobooks, paper books, everything. Get it, share with your people and i appreciate it thank you guys go pick it up today ready aim fire second shot is back for another round on rncn so we got a little change up midstream here because matt had to leave and go somewhere so now it's just just the three amigos in here that just jenny and and zach and because matt is out well, I want, and I wanted to follow up one more quick thing about our last segment with regards to what Zach was saying. The other thing that setting parameters with your clients can do is it gives them a gift too. Because yep. for example, if they know they are allotted in this price point two revisions, well then they might feel like there's more value in that for them. Because when the, the parameters aren't set ahead of time, they don't really know what they're getting and then they ask and then you might say okay well that's an extra charge and they're thinking well you didn't say so or if you keep doing revisions doing revisions doing revisions then you're not getting out of it what you want and really when someone hires you they want you to get paid too they want you to get what you're worth as well so setting the parameters ahead of time with regard to in this example um, putting together a video and then getting two edits for example two edits are included after that it's this price well, it's, it gives a gift to them, too. So hopefully keeping that in mind will make people feel more confident when they set up the structure for their clients. Well, wouldn't you say that if you don't give people parameters, then they may not realize they're taking a mile of your inch. Totally. Totally. And they wouldn't want that. Yeah, absolutely. People usually don't most, want most to take. Most won't. 
Most yeah. won't. I, I think you're right. I, I I get caught in the. I mean, the devil's in the details. Like I get stuck on things when somebody's like, "Well, I know my, I use my two revisions, but I just need this one little thing on the end." Or like, just you know, does that count as a revision? Is that a whole thing? I got to work out like round right. of revisions. That's the way to right. go. Like you can send me a list of things twice, and if one of those is one thing, too bad. Like that's what you got. Like I need to or put that. I really need to yeah draw those lines. You know, but right. or, or put the two revisions for instance, Zach. Yeah. And then, you know, it's kind of like um, if you get paid overtime, if you make $20 an hour and it's overtime, it's $30 an hour, you know? Mm-hmm. But like after those two revisions, anything you ask for, my my whatever your basic hours were that you were charging for that, mm-hmm. do time and a half of that. So if you want anything after that, it's going to cost you 50% more. Yeah, and then people bad. know ahead of time that, okay, I'm really going to try to be specific on my first two re- revisions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, when I start freelancing for people, the folks, the folks the second shot are going to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got this all worked out. You'll be the first to hear about it. Absolutely. Well, the second article we have is uh, a kind of an interesting one about CNN, uh, specifically a documentary they ran, uh, Three Identical Strangers, and two twins that reunited after watching this documentary. Uh, when Michelle Mordkoff and Allison Cantor were five months old, they were each adopted by loving families in the New York City area, two days apart. The infants, of course, didn't know it, and their families weren't informed, but the girls were twins. This was mid-October 1964. The two wouldn't see each other again for more than 50 years. This this article goes in to explain how they met each other. Uh, uh, Mordkoff had always wondered about her identity, uh, and and after watching CNN's Three Identical Strangers, she thought, okay, well, maybe... You know, this was around the time I, I was adopted. Like, maybe I should look into this. So she took, a, a, like, an Ancestry.com kind of thing uh, to, to kind of look at her, you know, genetic history. And she found that she did have an immediate family member, which matched to a young man in California, some, somebody who was related to him. So she messaged him on Facebook, said something very low-key, like, Hi, I'm adopted, and you match with me, uh, as well as your mom. Please write me back. Uh, the mom reached, uh, The son reached out to his mom, which was Michelle's sister, Allison, and he said, hey, there's somebody contacting me about being adopted. Can you look on your birth certificate and look at this? And it turned out, after 54 years apart, they, they met, and they are, in fact, identical twin sisters. Uh, regarding, regarding the way this was perceived, this is the most important part of this, I think. Uh, the women say their adoptive parents never knew about this. They never knew about this. Uh, in regards to the parents, they said, they are just as shocked as we are, if not more, because they felt... They were getting full disclosure and information about who we were and what our identity was. And that's really interesting. So let's talk about this. Well, and I will say that with Matt being out, we got to give Zach the break here. But I think, or maybe it's not showing, but like... Is on YouTube, Zach, right now? Are they seeing the picture of us with the Google stopwatch? Yeah, no, I got you. <laughs> I got you. I got. I got you on camera. Don't worry. Okay, about I'm it. just not seeing this. Gotcha. That's right. fine. I, I, Jenny was just like I pointing was just it like, out. I was like, that, I don't know. No, down. no, no. G- give me, give me a sec. I'll switch it back. No, over. no, you're you fine. The, yeah. leave, leave it there. I just was right. making sure that. Oh, you, I, thought, I, I was I just giving you heads was up. Doing that, and I'm like, babe, why do you have no, that? No, no. I was just giving you heads up in case you know, because heck, Zach just had to change mid show. That's throwing off. Watch. I right now, I act like everything's cool. Watch at the end. It'll all be Google stopwatch. Either way, it's all. Good. Most so people fine. are listening on the podcast so version. First of all, has anybody here watched that documentary? Uh, Matt did, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so of course, he's not here. I know. But not, 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 nobody else I here has. I haven't seen but it, and you, gosh, I really, I really feel for these people because this is, uh, it's, it's unacceptable that that people would be separated like that. They no longer. The, the story is that they no longer separate. You know, it. it every effort is made to but, keep multiples together for obvious reasons but neither people who adopted them knew they were adopting Correct. a twin which no. is what i think is even worse what was the line that i underlined on there zach and 
pen. Yeah, uh, they felt they were getting full disclosure and information about who we were and what our identity was. Okay, so about who we were and what our identity was. So empathy for them aside, because that's a, that's a separate issue. That's not the second shot on this. I, I most certainly feel for anybody who has had this happen. But here's the other side of this. Sometimes we really try to embody what people expect us to be. And in a twin or triplet type scenario, this happens very frequently because there are comparisons and there are, um, you know, oh, th your brother does this. Why don't you do that? There, This person is better at this. This person's better at this. Sometimes we need to really fall in love with the idea of not being what people expect us to be. Falling in love with the idea of not being what people expect us to be and let us be who we want to be. So the, the one gift that these people received was not having to live into the mold of what anyone thought they were. That's true. Do you see what I'm saying on that? And we're all gifted with that in our own ways. We can constantly reinvent ourselves. If the person you've been for the last 10 years and the person people think you are is one thing and that's not who you wanna be, just because that's what people expect of you doesn't mean you have to maintain being that person. Do you feel, is there anything specific you can think about where you uh, maybe fell into that doing what somebody expected you to be? And, and is there a situation where maybe you broke that mold? Definitely. I was always very shy. I was very shy. I was very quiet. I was very non-controversial, non-confrontational, consistently um, by nature a little bit. But what happened was I started to get more confidence and there was a, w a weird period of time where then... I realized I have so much to say and I have so much to give to the world. And I don't know that everyone was comfortable with that because people in my world and in my circle saw me as being very, um, I don't want to say someone you walk all over, but someone who would just be a doer. Yeah. I would do whatever was asked of me. And when I started to have my own opinions and my own direction, not everyone was okay with that because I didn't fit the exact mold that Jenny Anchondo had put out for herself. You changed. I changed. You evolved. And that's okay, but I also had to be okay with the fact that some people were going to be a little bit like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. No, you're the person who's supposed to say yes to the, you know, we're meeting at this time at this place and you're going to be doing this role. Like, no, I want to, I want, I want my own role. Or, you know, I, I want to have, you know, this works in very small scenarios and works in very, very big scenarios. But I definitely had to change from being that really shy wallflower type person to become the person that I felt I could be. What caused you to evolve there? What what happened? What was it that 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 if that if somebody that's listening maybe isn't yeah. in some of those same modes? What was it that do you think made that evolve for you? Oh, that's that's tough. I would say that there were probably two big turning points. One of them uh, transitioning from classical ballet, and mm -hmm. so you know all the stereotypes involved with that, to uh, doing competitive cheer and dance. So they're two totally different worlds. So in the performance aspect, there was that. Then, if we want to get really deep, I went through um, eating disorder treatment when I was 23 years old for several years. And that was transformative for me. Mm -hmm. So so pe people who have ever dealt with an addiction or have ever dealt with, um, gosh, even codependent relationships, things like that, when you break free from that addiction that you have, you really transform as a person. So if you're somebody who's listening to this right now and you know you have a severe vice or even a small vice, getting rid of that will allow you to stand in your own two feet and will allow you to transform into the person you're meant to be. Um, so I was using the eating disorder as a coping mechanism and I was never my full self because guess what? I never had to express myself fully because I always had that vice to go back to. 
So I didn't confront people. I didn't confront situations. I didn't speak my truth. I didn't have any of those skills because I had this crutch. When I no longer had the crutch, I had to address those issues. It was very hard. Um, but, but anybody who's been through an addiction recovery or something like that will understand when you come out, you're like, heck yes, I've made it. And this is who I am. And you think that, that, you know, like you said, it's like when you went through that, maybe that gave you the confidence to do that. It, Cause at you, first it have, wasn't confidence. At first it was just like, I have, I have no choice but to be myself because I don't have this, this vice to fall back to on. Fall back on. Um, but, but by doing that each time you do something that is outside your comfort zone, you prove to yourself that you're worth it. And that's what develops true confidence. When I say I'm going to do this, I'm, for example, I'm going to tell my boss I can't work 12 hours a day because I need to take care of myself. Every time I did that and I took care of myself instead of going back to my eating disorder and, t- and stood up for myself, it, it brought me a new level of confidence because I realized I am enough. Like I can do this for myself. And I just said my truth and my boss responded positively and I moved forward. That was like another check mark. Like, okay, Jenny, you're doing okay. Those little um, proving to myself over time is what created my confidence. Yeah, and that, I, I don't have anything to add to this because that was just fire what you just got done saying. That was on point. And, Thanks, babe. you know, I, I, people ask all the time, you know, that what comes first, confidence or what, you know, like how do I get the confidence up and how did you, you know, get your confidence on it? Well, in the book I talk about it that, you know, with competence, you will grow confidence, mm-hmm. you know, so, so you've got to get, you've got to gain your knowledge of whatever that is you're doing, and whether that's by just screwing it up or whether it's by just the, the purely like book stuff or, or, or going through the, the treatment type stuff and, and getting better and fixing on yourself that competence and, and, and of knowing what it was, then you've got more confidence. And, and so the competence will breed that confidence, I believe. And, and you got to take that step. Yeah, totally. So it's, it could, it could be a little thing. For example, if you're always down and out on yourself, like, gosh, you know what? I'm not a good, I, uh, I, I, I can't stick to this fitness routine that I started. Well, how about you make a goal three days a week, you're getting up at, at, at 6am and you're going to do it three days a week. Just do it. Make no excuses, do it because at the end of that week when you made those three times, you will start to feel more confident. No, fitness results aside, I'm talking about your confidence. So if you said, I'm getting up at this time and doing it, when you complete that task, you start to prove to yourself that you're worthwhile and strong. Well, mentally and physically. So it's like the mental wherewithal to say, to commit to something. Well, this was fire, and I think this was Miss Zig Ziglar on the mic for this episode. <laughs> that I'm going to turn that over to her. And I loved it, honey. That was perfect. That was great Babe. advice. We'll be back on the third segment of Second Shot, maybe for some more Mrs. Ziglar. <laughs> now, that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Heath and Jenny still to come. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you have not taken advantage, I have a way to save you a ton of money. I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code Second Shot. Now listen, promo code Second Shot, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal, and go do it right now. Energyogre.com. Dot com promo code second shot in a free month. Thanks. Go get it now. Run. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. And just so some of you know, 
a lot of the people and stuff on my team always they 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 call me up of seeing Lil Ziggler, Lil Zig, because I always quote a lot of Zig. So oh. if you go back to some of the first chat, you used to always <laughs> do that. That's why I was calling her Miss Ziggler. Miss Zig. <laughs> That's um, funny. Yeah. So in, in review, guys, any kind of ratings, reviews, sharing with people that you know can help us out a lot. We really would appreciate it. And also, Second Shot Facebook group, go join it and join in on the fun where we talk about a lot of things in there. Um, between all the different members can get advice for stuff and you've got a group a great group of like-minded people that can really i, I believe help you out in, in a lot of ways i mean it helps a lot uh, I, there's a lot of good dialogue that goes on so second shot facebook group also second shot cast at gmail.com if you want to email anything um and send anything you want us to take a second shot at uh, but ratings and reviews always help us move up in in to the rankings so more people can find us so if you find us entertaining and you find this um, worth um, worth it for you and you find uh, you get something out of it then you know share it with somebody tell us you know tell them tell them what you think maybe they'll watch it and it, it'll work out for them as well listening to podcasts is cool and hip and people will think you're neat if you do it so let people true know that. that you listen to second true shot. that <laughs> and if you're not hip you can just watch on youtube yeah. that's fine too you can do that too that's true <laughs> so i want to read one uh, a couple of them that were on the itunes uh so january 4th a, a d-a-s-b-u-t-t-s dos butts Maybe. Das Boots. Das Butts. B-U-T-T-S. Okay. He Seems has five like stars. Really enjoy the content and interaction. I find the diversity very enjoyable. Keep up the good work. And that's what oh, I like about the dub. Cool. Because, oh, yep, that was Miss Ziggler there oh, with God. her cell phone ringer on. <laughs> oh, I thought it was me. Oh, thank Fail. God. <laughs> well, this morning I was waiting for a really important call and we were playing. Normally I always have my phone on silent. If you call me, you know you always get the voicemail and I call you back. But right. <sighs> anyway, fail. That's, that's that's working in any kind of studio. Like your phone is off all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like just by you know you never know. Well, we one of the things that I like about the diversity part of that is that that's what we've tried to create is that, which a lot of people would tell uh, would have told us that um, doing this type of show like this it's not going to work because you're not um, you're not you don't have a niche enough right like like you can't talk to about relationship stuff and business stuff and 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 just managerial stuff and just kind of being employee stuff like it's got to be you either got to be all about business or just all about couples you know like like they've we were you know people would tell us you, you're it's not going to go anywhere being so diverse right and you know i feel like we're, we're well on the track of proving that wrong that you can kind of weave in all the other stuff um another one on itunes was by shannon h uh one one two five very inspirational and entertaining uh, I have always felt uplifted after listening to Heath and his team on the podcast. Now I'm even more excited to have Jenny's consistent viewpoint. Such a great balance of personality and useful advice and insights. Heath is one of a kind motivator. Congratulations and much continued success. Can I read one? Yeah, well, I, that's what I was hoping you were. I like that. I like that yeah. one. That was, uh, it makes real, me so happy really when people feel, feel like this is valuable. And this is one that actually was sent to Heath, but I'm going to read it. Um, somebody is saying, good evening. I am late to the game. I heard of your podcast a number of times, but never took the plunge to listen. I did not understand the draw to listen to a podcast when I could listen to live radio. Boy, was I wrong. Listen to episode 99 and 100 on Monday and decided I needed to start from the beginning. So now he was on this 45 minute drive back and said that it's just an IO opening experience so thank you shout out to justin for that comment and um and it's true the fun thing that i like about podcasts too is once i get on one i'll binge listen to all the episodes and then i feel like i just read a book or got a tutorial in a certain way of thinking i listen to nothing but podcasts as well like i i have my whole library i literally do not listen to live radio because it's like 
I don't know. I like the time. I like being immersed in learning. And mine are all very different. I mean, I, I, I've got some of the journalist ones. I've got the entrepreneurship ones. I've got, you know, all these. But, like, I just, like, look, if I'm going to be out and about, I like to learn while I'm driving mm-hmm. and doing all that instead mm-hmm. of just, you know, kind of listening. And, and I think that most people, when they take the plunge, will, will find that listening podcasts on a regular basis is, is much better use of their time. I actually had a really cool experience uh, just over the weekend. I, I put together a video for the show on how to subscribe to podcasts, um, which I think is on the Second Shot group. Yes. You, can go, you can go look at that. But when I did that, I subscribed to the show. And I'd been subscribed in the past, but somewhere along the way, I think I unsubscribed. And so over the like making that video, I subscribed and forgot about it. And then Friday, when the new episode came out, it went straight to my phone because mm-hmm. that's what happens when you're subscribed yeah. to the show. And I was listening to a podcast that evening, and it rolled. It finished that one, and just rolled right into what was next, which was Second Shot. Yeah. And so, without me thinking about it, it just starts the disclaimer on Second Shot. And I was, you know, I had my headphones in, and I was at home, and I was like, oh, you know what? I'll listen. I'll listen to this for a minute. Why mm-hmm. not? I'm on the show all the time. You wouldn't <laughs> think I would want to go back and listen. Oh, I listened to all of them. But I'll give it. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Um, man, we, man, we put together a cool show. <laughs> yeah. We really do. Like, no, I'm not to not not to be that guy and just be like, we're so great. But like, really, like real talk. Like, it was genuinely enjoyable to listen to. And I was like, hey, this is good stuff. Like, we're really doing something cool here. I like it. Hey, yeah. so last episode we talked about. Didn't you have another one though? I did, and I can't find it. Oh. It was such it was such a nice one too. I got it. Oh no. I it was it was one that. Um, I got it. It's around. I can sure. find it. Okay, good. So um, while Heath's looking for that, we had made our sort of uh, challenge to everybody. We're talking about getting out of your comfort zone. And also we were talking about really um, doing things that are risky or feel risky to you. And we're saying it's just so different for everybody. So we decided that next time, this is an example of how simple it can be. So we're asking all of you guys to do it and we'll do a discussion in the group. Um, All of us to put ourselves out there and do a risk. Did you find the review, babe? Uh, I'm still looking. Okay. You keep going. Um, so Matt is going. Matt and Heath both are, are petrified of sushi. Yes, which sushi, is, which is I ridiculous. So I'm going to go and get some sushi before the next time we record, and we're going to bring in and they'll I've taste th- their sushi. I've, th- I've thrown up before trying sushi, so this should be interesting. So this is highly risky. That will be interesting. We'll, we'll, um, have, a, we'll have a trash can handy just, and just I, in case. <laughs> I think for mine, what I'm going to do is, oh, we ha- okay. Heath and I are on this committee at church and one of the women came up to me right before one of the meetings and said would you be willing to speak at this and I was like no no gosh I'm I don't know what I would say I you know nor I don't mind public speaking at all but it was sort of the last minute nature of it and it was also the fact that I really put a lot of stock into this committee and I don't want to make uh, I make anybody look bad by saying the wrong thing or not having the information so I will commit to if if they happen to ask me to speak again I will speak and if not then I will commit to um speaking at the marriage retreat or like like if that normally i'm somebody in a big group like that i won't actually stand up and say something so i will either say something at the marriage retreat or i'll say something at the um at our church event which i mean which is a very small audience considering what i normally speak to but it's just it's a different topic that i'm not as comfortable with and i'm i'm not as well versed on you know she doesn't like to be put on like 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 it to to be be thrown up like like here it is the stem speech and and i'm like the type that Throw me the wolves off. I can. I'll. I'll come up with something. You know, there's something. There's something to be said about this because I tell people I'm this way a little bit as well. I know it's not public speaking, but like if I'm in a studio or you have a microphone in front of me, I can talk to anybody about Same. anything. Mm-hmm. You put me in a room full of people 
and you're like, go ahead and talk. Like, just speak to who I, like, I, I can't. Like, I don't know what that is, but I, I don't know if that's a studio thing. Or what the it's, a, it's a studio. It's a, I mean, I think it's a really it's common comfort zone. thing. It's a comfort zone, yeah. And I've worked a lot on being okay with stepping outside of, you know, of a, of a teleprompter or a microphone or something like that. So this will be a new level of challenge because, again, I'm normally okay with it. I realized my apprehension was because it was something at church. And, and I felt like that was a new level of responsibility. Yeah, I could see that. Well, I can't wait to see how it goes. Mine uh, is, a, is a kind of an odd risk. I, I wish I could talk about it more, but it's, it's kind of a secret, believe it or not. Uh, this is something I've been working Ooh. on for a little while. Uh, Heath and Jenny actually know what this, this is all about. This is so. going to be ball dropping. Like <laughs> you guys, it's going to be huge. So, the, so, so for next week's episode, we'll, Zach will be talking about that. Yes. Yeah, he'll be talking and about how his risk went. Yeah. And if some it's a of big you risk. are in the Second Shot Facebook group, you may find out about it ahead of time. So mm-hmm. you should probably go join and maybe you'll know ahead of time. Yeah, you might you might you might spy a little a little little well, hint some, as to something. what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so stay tuned, I guess. But we'll talk about it in the next episode. I can't wait to, to, to reveal the big the big the big secret. It'll be good stuff. And, and I promise it's not some lame thing like, No, it's actually really it's cool. It's actually really cool. <laughs> and I did not find it at all. You what? didn't find it? I know. I don't know what happened to that hidden comment. We're going yeah, f- to find that. Too. I thought you sent me a, a snapshot of it, so I was going back, but I realized how much we send each other we text and pictures text and stuff like that's There's so much to <laughs> we do. do text like each if other we want to wipe out our phone like um, storage stuff, we just delete each other's text messages and it goes like away. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Well, that's a, that's, that's actually problem. good. That's a good thing. Yeah, because we we're talk always often. sending each other like memes and like videos. Talking, and whatever. Just, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Quotes. Oh, God. I'm not the only one that does that with their significant <laughs> other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nonstop. Mm. Well, I hope everybody um, um, enjoyed this one. And um, we're going to have uh, um, the next episode. It should be fun watching Matt and I do a little sushi stuff that it does really. That's a really big thing for both of us to be honest with you. So. It should be fun. So where can they find you at, Jenny? JennyAnchondo.com. On Instagram, JennyAnchondo. Facebook, JennyAnchondo. On Twitter, JennyAnchondoTV. And I'm always hanging out in the Second Shot group and posting stuff in there. At AppleSackintosh on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash group slash Second Shot. Get involved with the show. Rate, review, subscribe. And leave us an email at SecondShotCast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We love you. And Ed Hethos at Ignorance on Fire. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, and LinkedIn. As always, I love you. Till next LinkedIn, time. See you guys. You're so old. <laughs> <laughs>